as of last Sunday, when you were, we were here and we prayed over everybody, I'm encouraging you to continue to stand and believe that your heart's desires are coming to pass. And, and not, not, not just in a, you know, kind of in a weak way, but, but God wants you to believe that what He put in you, He is making sure they come to pass. There's a verse of Scripture that says that God watches over His Word to make sure that it's performed. And God wants you to believe that, to expect it, and to stand in faith for that. Amen? I want you to know I'm standing for you. It's like I see every one of you from this last Sunday as we prayed and as my wife and I are in agreement with what God has started because you haven't quit in your life. God is bringing those things to pass. Can you say amen to that? Amen. So I encourage you to thank God daily for those kind of things. Um, as, As... my wife was talking about testimonies. We read a couple last week. I have another one I'm going to read today. And um, I, uh, you know, I, I really encourage you. I mean, we'll, we'll read as many of these. We've got one for today. I've got another one for next Sunday. And, uh, and if you send them in, we'll read them throughout the year for as long as you want to send them. Because people need to hear of the great things that God has done. People need to hear that God is doing things in other people's lives. And I'll just tell you this, as a reminder, be reminded of this all the time. God is no respecter of person. He's no respecter of person. What he did for people in the Bible that you read about, what he's done for people, uh, even the testimonies we read last week, you hear me talk about testimonies of things that God has done in our lives for years and years. I mean, in every person's life, there is a testimony. I don't care who you are. I don't care how long you've been saved, even if you're not saved today. I promise you there is something good that's happened in your life somewhere, and there's times when people need to hear it. And so I, I just really encourage you to send those testimonies in. And I want to read one today from, uh, from Shannon Johnson about her and Harmony and Sean, um, about some things that, that went on this, this past year in their lives. And I'm just going to just read this testimony out. She said, thank you so much for asking us to share. You're welcome. Uh, to share, you know, some of the great things from 2020. She said, I pulled my vision statement that I wrote in January 2020, and I thought, how truly good is our God? She, she went back and looked at the vision statement and things she was believing God for. That's why it's really important this next Sunday to write something down, whether it's in your phone, on paper, wherever it is. But the Bible is very clear. Write the vision. Make it plain so that you can run with the things that you have. But we want to agree with you. And I'm telling you, uh, the, the, the testimonies and the things that I've heard from this last year in people's lives, you know, um, God's going to do that much more. Why? Because he's the God of increase. You know, he's done great things in the past and this last year, but he's doing even greater things. And what we're going to talk about today, I believe, is going to help empower you to see the importance of vision. The importance of vision. So she said she pulled her statement out and realized how good that God was. You know, for years, 
my wife and I, we've written things down, and then I, always, I, I like to mark through something, you know? You? I mean, I, I don't like to just, oh, yeah, put a little X button. No, I like to mark through it, completed, but a real thin line so I can read what I marked through, right? So I've got, I've got just through the years, a lot of paper where, where a lot of things were written down and marked through. You know, and, and you go back and mark through them. How many have ever had something that you had one year and you finally marked it through four years later? Okay, whatever. You mark through it. Can you say amen to that? Things happen, but they never start if we don't create vision. If we have no vision, we, we don't succeed. It actually, Scripture will read today, is that we end up perishing within. <clears throat> so, she, she said that she uh, pulled it out, saw how good God was uh, uh, when she had written out the vision. I actually wrote it from a hospital room in San Antonio after my daughter Harmony had been found on the kitchen floor. I look back today on how beautifully God moved throughout 2020. One of the specifics that I put on last year's vision statement as we sat in the hospital room, I wrote, God, please give us favor with medical bills, in what the insurance would pay, and what we owe. How many have ever had, thought they had insurance, and when it went to paying something, the insurance said, no, we're only paying this? Anybody ever had that? I, I know many people that they thought the insurance was going to cover, and they didn't. And that's why I like this testimony. <clears throat> um, Let me tell you, if, if you think that God isn't about the specifics or details, another great point. My family is living proof that he, that he truly is the God that hears. See, at that time, I did, see, at that time, I didn't know the journey that Harmony would have medically through the year. Doctor's visit, visits, physical therapy, surgery, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Every single bit of it was covered except for our copay, for that first initial visit in the ER and one ambulance ride. I mean, everything. Everything else was 100% covered by insurance. We didn't even have to pay a copay. An almost $12,000 hospital stay completely covered. Someone shout amen for that. Amen? A surgery in October, 100% covered. We didn't even have to pay a $40 copay. One thing I'll just say about... Uh, about Sean and Shannon and Harmony is that things that they went through last year, they're stronger today than I've ever seen them. Stronger today than ever. Today in our circle prayer that we have before uh, service, somebody shares each time, Harmony shared today and shared a great word of, the, uh, of how good God is and, and certain things that God has showed. You know, you're, you, when, you're, when you're going backwards because of something you walk through because things didn't work out, you're not upbeat and you're not uplifted. You're not pressing into the things of God. They're pressing into God. Someone shout amen. But everything paid for. God has been so good to us. Within the same vision statement, I stood on God's word that at the end of 2020, that both Harmony and I would be healthier at the end of 2020 than we were at the beginning of the year. I ended the year after some pretty uh, thorough medical test and exam with every single test coming back negative, every part of my body in perfect functioning order. Everybody shout amen to that. Amen. We can see the evidence of what God has done in Harmony 
uh, done is Harmony where, where very early on in the year she faced medical challenges. However, God has completely healed her, completely healed her. And as soon as the seizures came was as soon as they left. As soon as they came, they left. She has not had one since June of 2020, and I know that is only because of God's Word working in her body and her life. Someone shout amen. Glory to God. You know, you know why it's good to read testimonies like this? It's good to read testimonies like this because I, if, I, if I had a show of hands in the house, how many have been standing with harmony over her body ever since the day that what happened in here, you know, in, in the service? Everybody's been standing, so you're encouraged that your prayers are working, amen? That as we stand on the Word, the Word works. Glory to God in the name of Jesus. I, I, I love to hear that. Completely healed. Uh, <clears throat> she's not had one since 2020. June of 2020, and I know that is only because of God's Word working in her body and life. There are many more beautiful touches of God throughout last year, what God has done in our marriage, in their marriage, in our health, and just His protective covering. It is with utmost excitement that I look forward to 2021 with vision because I know that God's will for our lives is to receive the promises. But he wants us to know that they are our inheritance. He wants us to have a vision, an expectation, write it down, make it plain. 2021, thank you, God, for your truth. Amen? Someone shout amen to that. Glory to God. Give God praise for that right now. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for allowing us to share that today. Amen? Woo, God is good. Wow. So... Today, the, the title of my message, as we just kind of go into it from right here, uh, as I read this today, I thought this is perfect for what we're going to talk about. number of things that she mentioned in that testimonial is uh, exactly things that I had written in my notes. I mean, word for word almost. Um, so today, I'm, I'm, we're talking about vision, but we're talking about spiritual vision. Spiritual vision. Say it. Spiritual vision. Spiritual vision is vital that every person have and understand. God created you with vision, but He created you to be able to see and, and understand what vision really is. Um, in Proverbs 29 and verse 18, it says, where there is no, I'm reading this out of the New King James, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. But happy is he who keeps the law. When you keep the word, you're happy. Everybody say, I'm happy. <laughs> You're not keeping the word, you ain't happy. Hmm? Why? Because you're struggling. Everybody struggles in different situations. Everybody struggles through different things at times. That doesn't mean you're not doing the word. When you're developing the word on a day-to-day -day basis, there are struggles. But when you've rejected the word, when you're not 
developing your daily routine and coming to the place where you believe in your daily routine more than you believe in anything else? When you're not doing that, there's not happiness, there's not joy, there's not fulfillment. Because God created you for His work. Can you say amen to that? I want to read that same verse in the Amplified. Where there is no vision, no redemptive revelation of God. And that's what we're talking about today. You know, you can, you can have vision. What, what I really believe that was pinned here in Proverbs is talking about spiritual vision. And personal visions are great. And they go hand in hand with spiritual vision. But if you live your life trying to create natural vision, and the natural vision has not come from the vision of God's Word, then many times what we have created in natural visions are just fleshly. And I'm just going to prove... So I said it that, and I'm just going to prove it in the Word. Just so that you're encouraged to allow your natural visions to be tweaked as revelation becomes more real to you day to day. Did you hear me? Where there is no vision, no redemptive revelation of God, the people perish. But he who keeps the law of God, which includes that of man, blessed, happy, fortunate, and enviable is this this person. Blessed, happy, fortunate, and enviable. When you have vision, when you've developed vision, when you've kept the Word of God, it's amazing how bright, how happy, how fortunate, how blessed that you become as a result of the vision from God that you have and how vital it is. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 18, I want to read this verse. He said, while we look not at the things which are seen, but, but we look at the things that, in other words, that are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporary. But the things that are not seen are eternal. So, I have a, I have a statement today that I'm going to make, and I, and I want you to... I want you to grab a hold of this as we go through this message. And it's this, very simple. If you can see it, you can have it. If you can see it, you can have it. I'm going to say that probably another dozen to 48 times in the service. If you can see it, you can have it. You need to hear me say that, and you need to add that to your daily routine. If I can see it, I can have it. Today I declare, I see it, and I have it. If you can see it, you can have it. There are things in the natural realm that you can see, and they won't produce it. That's why, he, that, that's why the Apostle Paul said as he was in, the, in his whole 
you know, go back and read the whole fourth chapter, actually third and fourth chapter of 2 Corinthians to get what he was really saying right here. But he was talking about the blessing of God and the blessing of Abraham that was for us also. And he said what he was saying, what he was ending this chapter with was that Abraham got the blessing and the results of the blessing because he finally came to the place that he wasn't moved by what he saw. What he saw was himself 99 years old and a wife that was 90 that were, that were supposed to be impregnated and have an actual child. And the impossibilities that started when he was about 75 years old and she was about 65, the impossibilities at that point caused him to try to make things happen and they never happened, but it's because he couldn't see it. God said it, but he couldn't see it. Sound familiar? How many things have you ever heard said, but you're not seeing it? How many in here know absolutely nothing other than the name? You know absolutely nothing about golf. Lift your hands. Okay, you know nothing about golf. Okay, so I know about golf because it was my God for many years before God became God. And so if you, if, if you, if one of you came to me, you know absolutely nothing about the game, and I begin to share with you, you know, what the game is about, what the goal is in the game, what, what you're trying to accomplish, and that the highest score is not the best score. The highest score is not the best score? Yeah. Well, but what about basketball and football and all the... The highest score is not the best score? No. In, in golf, the lower score is the best score. What, what does that mean? So I, I begin to explain that to you. And the first time I told you about the game, you'd look at me and say, oh, okay, all right, I, 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 I see what you're saying. But you don't really see. Because you're looking at me like a dog in a new pan, you know. What, what, okay. So I, I, got, I got the information, but it doesn't really make sense. So then when I, you come back to me again, so, well, you know, I'm kind of interested in the game, but, but so, so how, how, how do you get started? So you walk up, and you've got a golf club, and, like, you're holding the end where the grip is, and you're thinking maybe it's like a pool cue. So is it like this? No, you swip it around like this, and you put that big head on the floor, and then you do it like this. Oh, oh, I see. A little bit more. And then you come back again and again and again and again and again and again. And then we do, we go out to the driving range and I give you a lesson and then, and then a little bit more and a little bit, oh, okay, I, I see, I see, I see. See, if you see it, you can have it. But what did it take? It took you hearing and then doing something with what you heard. So, I mean, it's been probably 20 years ago, <laughs> and uh, I thought, I'm going to learn to play the guitar. So, did I buy a guitar? Yeah, I bought a cheapie, didn't I? Yeah, I did. <clears throat> so, I bought me just a cheap guitar, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to play the guitar. And so, I found, like, 
one of the best guitar teachers in town. And I said, man, I'm going to learn. So I went to him the first time. He showed me a couple things. He said, just practice that until you come back. Got it. Came back. He didn't ask me if I practiced. He told me to do what he, what he had told me to do. And when I couldn't do it, he said, you haven't practiced, have you? Well, no, kind of not. No, he said, not kind of not. You didn't practice. Right. So do this. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it next time. So a couple of times, you know, I did what he said. You know, hey, I got better. <clears throat> but just the schedule I had and, you know, it was just a good idea. It wasn't a God idea. It was a good idea, but it wasn't a God idea. And when it wasn't a God idea, I had no real vision for it. And when he'd tell me things and, you know, all I'd say is, I want to play like this guy. Hmm? I want to play like this guy from Jefferson Airplane. Man, man, what a guitar player. Yeah, but you're going to have to practice. And you're going to have to do what I say. And you're going to have to come back every week. Well, you know, hey, I I can't make my appointment this week because of this, this, and that. No, there wasn't a passion. It was a good idea. And it would be a good thing if I had it. I mean, you know, we could, family reunions, I could jump in with all all of them that know how to play and play and do, you know, fun stuff or whatever, you know. Today, I I don't even remember how to hold, where to, you know. If I'm trying to imitate somebody playing a guitar, my hands are in the wrong place. I don't don't know what to, I mean, I don't, I've took, what, 15, 20 lessons? No passion. The Word of God is the same way. Because, this is another thing to write down. Now get this, this is really deep. The word of God is your vision. Wow. The word of God is your vision. Seeing spiritually is, it's the key to being victorious with vision. In other words, if, if, you, if you have vision today personally, and that vision has come from the Word, then you will be victorious because no vision from God, no Word from God. Everybody say, the Word is my vision. And Luke chapter 1 says that no word from God will ever fail. Vision from God will always come to pass. I'm going to say it again. Vision from God will always come to pass. Always. It will never fail. Can you say amen? Amen. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. We walk by faith and not by sight. 
faith is the source for completed vision. Faith is the source of completed vision. It's the word that produces your vision, but it's faith in the word that will see it come to pass and you being on the receiving end of all that God has for you. You being on the receiving end of that. It's faith in the word that you've received. Faith comes by hearing. Vision comes from revelation that comes from my daily routine. All I'm doing is sharing with you how what what has worked in my life and what has evolved in my life. How, How many things, like I was telling you about the golf, But how how many things that you think you know when you heard something greater in regards to what you thought you know, did you say out of yourself, oh, you know, know, I thought I knew that, but now I see what was really going on. Now I see what God was saying. See, when you can see it, then you can have it. When you see it, you can have it. When you begin to get a vision of what it looks like to stand over a golf ball and that that golf ball is going to go in that direction and accomplish that, when you get the vision of that, you'll begin to see that happen if you practice what you heard. You'll see it. You'll see it manifest in your life. And there was a day when you didn't, you rose your hand here and you didn't know anything about the game. Just apply that to anything. I'm just using that as something that I know. And when you apply the principles to anything in life, you can't fail when you have vision from God. Where did that vision come from? From hearing the word. Where did that come from? The church. As was said earlier, this is the year of the local church. It's the year of the local church. And what is the church's responsibility? 1 Timothy 3.15. It's the pillar and the ground of truth. And when you hear things like today being preached, you do something with it, that's what produces from God His vision in your life. You're just given the tools here. But how are you going to get it without the tools? You're not. We have to believe in the whole process. I just say it again. God's word is my vision. It's my vision. What evolves from the word of God that creates the day-to-day visions, the five-year goals that we have or anything else that you have in your life, I'm just telling you, don't put goals out there too far. And definitely have daily goals that you want to accomplish. Have daily routines that you're accomplishing things in life. 
Have a one-year desire to see things happen and, and come to pass. Maybe two or three or four or f- up to five years, but don't go too far because then you kind of put things out there that are part of your desire, but who knows what's going to be developed in you from the Word and what's going to be revealed to you for now for five more years. Did you hear what I said? So have those strong goals and those desires that you want to see come to pass that are coming to you from the Word of God, but train yourself how to develop it. Now, in these last few minutes, I want to read a number of different passages that talk about people that saw that, and Abraham's the first one. And it's Genesis 15 and and verse 1. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying, see, Abram got to this point of establishing covenant with God. Why? Because he believed. Took him a long time, but he came to the point where he actually believed. Why? Because he stayed with it. He didn't quit, just like we talked about last week, as I prayed for all of you that were in here last week. You didn't quit. You stood the test. You stood the ground. You continued moving, and vision has become alive on the inside of you, and that's what happened with Abraham. He, he got a, 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 the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying, do not be afraid, Abram. I'm your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But Abram said, Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me seeing I go childless? And the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus. Then Abram said, look, you've given me no offspring. Indeed, one in my house One born in my house is my heir, and behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, what is that? Word of the Lord came to him, saying, that's vision. Word of the Lord came to him in the form of vision, said in the first part that it was a vision, but the word of the Lord came to him answering his questions. Were those honest questions? Absolutely. And and they were honest questions because of some real mistakes that he had made in his life. Like I said last week, thank God. No, I said this Wednesday night when we were talking about um, the two blind men, blind Bartimaeus that was healed. They cried out for Jesus, have mercy on me. People told him to be quiet. They cried out even louder, have mercy. And Jesus told him, Go your way, you're healed. His eyes opened. He said, your faith has made you whole. Your faith in the vision you saw of your eyes being opened and healed. He had heard the word somewhere because the word preached and you hearing it is what develops and creates the vision in your life. No other way. You don't embrace the word preached. You don't embrace that. You don't embrace it daily then you're embracing something else you're hearing. That's just the way it is. And I promise you, you're hearing more other stuff out there than you are hearing the Word unless you're locking yourself in a closet and just playing tapes, playing tapes, playing, playing messages, <laughs> whatever, tapes, CDs, something, you know, something stuck in your ear and that's all you're listening to 24-7. Otherwise, you're hearing... Negative things from different sources. All the sources coming from it, but there's only one source from God. Amen? And it's His Word. And His Word establishes vision 
that cannot be stopped. Think about it. It can't be stopped. And he said here, he said, And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body. And about here, he's pushing a hundred. Shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, Look now toward heaven and count the stars if you're able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he really questioned God. He believed in the Lord and it was accounted to him for righteousness. He believed what? He believed the word. Listen to me. The only thing that that was different about Abraham and a lot of other people, he didn't quit. We wouldn't call, we wouldn't be calling him Father Abraham if he threw in the towel and at 99 years old and his wife 90 years old, there was no child born to them. We wouldn't be calling him Father Abraham. He wouldn't be that perfect example that we that God needed to enable Jesus to come into the earth. He was that example. He did it, he chose, he believed God. Why? Because the word of the Lord came to him saying, and he believed it. The word in the form of a vision came to him. Listen, this is your reminder every day. Wow, the stars. All my descendants. Everybody say, I'm a descendant of Abraham. Amen? I mean, you know, you think about at that point, at that point, some 6,000 Years ago now, at that point, he's looking up there thinking, okay, that's my reminder of the vision that God said to me, your descendants will be like that, the stars in the sky as your descendants. He believed God came to pass. Amen? Why? Because he didn't quit. Remember, faith is the conduit to the completion of vision. Faith is. Faith in what? In the Word. Now stay with me. <clears throat> and and I, I'm just, I made these reminders to say this to you over and over again. Just remember this. Repetition in the Word produces vision. Repetition in the Word produces vision. And when you can see it, You can have it. Until Abraham could see it, he couldn't have it. You have to see that what God is saying to you is really his will for your life. You have to see it. So vision comes from hearing and receiving the word. So let me give you this example. Proverbs 4.10, the 10th verse. He said, hear my son and receive my sayings. Hear and receive. What are you doing? You're hearing the word of God and it's creating vision. And the years of your life will be many. I'm telling you, I heard this preached, I've been saved for 44 years this year, I heard this preached probably in the first year that I was saved, somewhere in the first two years. I heard it preached, 
about believing God for long life. I've been thanking God for vision for long life for 44 years. There's a lot of components that have come into play because when I first started saying that, you realize I was saying something that I'd already heard. How many things had I heard before that potentially I won't have long life? You have family members that died early. You had other people that did, this happened to them and all these other kinds of things. I'd already heard all that, so when I said that, I didn't really necessarily wholeheartedly believe that. But I kept saying it. And I kept saying it. Lord, with long life you satisfy me. And show me daily your salvation. Man, I've been saying it. 40, at least 42 years I've been saying that. You think after a while you might start believing it? Man, I mean, I, mean, I, I, can, I believe it. I mean, I, I so believe it that I, I can't tell you the changes that I've made in my life physically to handle and to be here for a long, long time. Some people w- would say, yeah, but, you know, you, you don't know what could happen. I mean, you could be, you could be, uh, uh, you know, you, you could be walking on the side of the street and some car, you know, go out of, out of commission and run it. No, no, no. Well, well, yeah, but that happened to so-and-so. Okay, and and I have compassion if it happens to anybody else, but it ain't happened to me. I'm always in the right place at the right time because that's what I say every day. Angels of God encamp around about me. They protect me in all of their way. They bear me up in their hands lest anything come against me. I'm protected no matter where I go, what I do. I've said that over my children since... Amanda was in the womb, I've spoken it over all my children every day, never miss, and I speak it over you every day, I never miss. You're never in the wrong place at the wrong time. I saw a quote by Smith Wigglesworth that I reposted on on somewhere, I think on social media, yeah, on Facebook maybe. I reposted it or shared it or something, and it said, when you're pressing into the will of God in your life, you'll never be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Because I hear the voice of God, I do what God says, even on some of my worst days, that's what I say anyway. Even on days when I don't feel like I'm hearing God, I hear God. Even on days when it doesn't seem like things are happening, I hear God. Because I say it every day, and when I say it, the moment I say it, even if I feel something contrary to that, the moment it comes out of my mouth, I know it's true. Why? Because I haven't quit. That's vision. That statement right there in Proverbs 4.10, that's vision for long life. Can you say amen? I got two passages that I want to read, and I'm going to only read one of them. Eeny, meeny, me, no, see. <clears throat> well, I'm going to read them both, but I'm going to read this one and then tell you I'm going to talk about this next week. Okay? This is Matthew 13, verse 13. Jesus said this, therefore I speak to them in parables because seeing 
they don't see. Hearing, they don't hear. Nor do they understand. And in them, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, Hearing, you will hear and not understand, and seeing, you will see and not perceive, for their hearts of this people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they've closed, lest they can see with their eyes, hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts, and turn, so that I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For assuredly I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see, and did not see it, and to hear what you hear, and did not hear it. And what I'm telling you, Jesus was talking about here was not these eyes and these ears, these eyes and these ears. He's talking about seeing spiritually. Why? Because it creates vision that can't be stopped. Can you say amen? We're going to talk about that next week. Go to Proverbs, and we're going to end with this. Proverbs 3 and verse 1. Proverbs 3 and 1. I want you to get a hold of this. I want you to get a hold of this. Remember, what did I say? If you can see it, you can have it. Proverbs 3 and verse 1. My son, my daughter, do not forget my law, my word, but let your heart keep my commands for length of days and long life and peace. They will add to you. If you can see it, if you can see this through the word, you can have long life, fulfilled life. Not, you don't want to just live here just limping through. I want to live here and live fulfilled. Can you say amen? And live long fulfilled on this planet till I'm done. Not till 10 minutes. Someone else tells me I'm done. Till I'm done, hits what he said. If you can see it, if you can see it, you can have it. How are you going to see it? Daily routine. Father, with long life, you've satisfied me and given me your salvation. Father, I thank you. Jesus said that the world gives a peace that's conditional, but your peace, Jesus, you gave to me, and there's no conditions, and it'll produce great manifestation and provision in my life. I receive it today in the name of Jesus. Those things have to be coming out of your mouth because the more you hear it, the more you believe it. It creates vision and it shows you how to accomplish things in this life that in the natural you would have never been able to figure out. You would have tried to figure things out in, on your own and they're just not quite like if God, through his word, has given you vision for your life. Can you say amen? Let not mercy and truth forsake you. That's the potential for vision, right? Bind that around your neck. Write it on the tablet of your heart so you'll find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Favor and high esteem. You want favor with God and men? You can see it. You can have it. What's next? Trust in, your Lord, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. If you can see it, you can have your path directed where God wants you to go. Shout amen, somebody. Amen? If you can see it, you can have it. <clears throat> he said, do not be wise in your own eyes. Oh, don't try to figure it out on your own. Hmm. I think we just talked about that. Do not be wise 
in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Press into God. Move into the things of God. That's what Harmony was saying in our little circle prayer today about pressing into the things of God so that you're not lonely and not feel like there's not a presence of somebody, some, some, some uh, activity in your life because you're pressing into the things of God. That's what he's saying right here. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and it will be strength to your bones. If you can see that, you can see God's will for your life, physically, mentally, emotionally, you'll be healed in all areas of your life and your body. All areas. Healing is not just a physical thing. Actually, the physical thing starts with your soul and your spirit. You get your spirit strong, you get your mind thinking correctly, you can accomplish anything in your physical body because God made this body to heal itself. But you just got to put the right things in it and start doing the right things with it. And it'll produce things that you've never even imagined before. He said, don't try to figure it out. Press into him. Remember, I'm saying this to you again. If you can see it, you can have it. And what you have to see will only come from what you hear and then what you do with what you hear. You have no daily routine. You're not allowing the word to come out of your mouth, going in your ears and down in your heart. It will not produce what I'm talking about. You remove that right there. You remove the hearing and then the doing with what you're hearing. You remove that and none of the rest of it works. But you can hear and do certain things and then not do other things that God's telling you to do and it won't work either. We have to become really sharp at knowing we've heard from God. And it doesn't matter if it takes you another year, another two years, another five years. Whatever. Just stay on it and you'll be amazed at the things that will happen and come into your life. Amen? He said, honor the Lord with your possessions, with the first fruits of your increase, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Some of the things that Sandra said today concerning offering, tithing, understanding, those kind of things. What, what, we, what we are taught, what the Word brings to you, what the, what the Word shows you creates a vision. And if you can see it, you can be prosperous at everything that you set your hand to. I don't care what you do. You, 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 can, be, you can be a person that sweeps the floor for, for a living. You sweep the floor. You're a janitor somewhere. The world may see that as a less of a job than, uh, than other jobs, but when you see it as unto the Lord, when you see what you're doing by faith in God and His Word, man, you're the best floor sweeper on the planet. What do you do? Well, I'm number one. At what? Sweeping floors. Nobody sweeps a floor like my floor. Nobody does this like I do because you do it as unto God. And you know what? I I tell you this. I I know people that understand this, that have positions or or jobs that the world may say is less. You wouldn't think it about them. You wouldn't think it about them. But a lot of times, the positions that people are in, they don't stay in those positions because their thinking changes. But if they did stay in that position, they'd be the best at what they did, no matter what it is. I had a plumber had to come out to my house the other day, uh, some issues at the house, and, and I had a plumber come out there, 
And this young guy that was, was working there, I mean, man, how, I mean, he, he came to the door, you know, and, and he kind of had his mask on halfway like this. And, and I could tell the guy was smiling because of his eyes. Hello, sir, you're Mr. Wimberley? Yes. Man, what a great day. I'm thinking, yeah. You know, that's what I'm talking about. What a great day. I mean, he was just, I mean, just bouncing all over the place, you know. He had, he had, to, he had to run one of those, those, you know, motorized snakes down my pipes. <laughs> and uh, he, he kept running that thing, you know, and he, he was feeling maybe some roots or something, you know, and he had to change the head on it, you know, and he was hot and he was sweating. But, man, he had the best attitude. I mean, he's the best plumber's helper I've ever met because of his attitude. Guy had vision. Said, how long have you been with, the, with this company? Oh, about a year and a half. Said, you like it? Man, I love it. I love it. I mean, nothing wrong with being a plumber's helper. It's good pay. It's a good, good job. I'm just saying, it doesn't matter what it is. It's the attitude we have. It's the vision when we can see that what we're doing is where God wants me today. I can accomplish so many things because I'm not thinking about where I ought to be. I'm not ungrateful for what I have. I'm grateful for God and how good God is, but knowing, having expectation for the future that will come to me because I'm a doer of the word. I'm leaving you with that today. You understand? It'll come to you because I hear the word. I don't underestimate the importance of what Amanda said today about church life, I don't underestimate that. I don't underestimate the hearing of the word. I don't underestimate what I do with the word. I don't underestimate any of those things because from that word comes the vision for my life. Everything I need, everything I'll ever need is in that word itself. You can see it. You can have it. Say this after me today. I see it. I have it. I mean, listen to me. You're calling things which be not, maybe, in a situations as though they were. You're not, you're not lying about the situation. You're calling something that isn't as though it is. And God said, that's how Abraham, our father, our, our example in life, that's secondary to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the way he did it. And if we'll follow that example and all the examples of Jesus, man, we're in a win-win situation. Can you shout amen? Woo! Glory to God. It's a win-win.